everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 23, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada. I'm joined by Milt Proye of QJAG Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Pretty good. So, uh, Grain Week 23 is in the books. Um, again, we're seeing some continued poor performance from the railways. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about what you've seen and which dates does this line up to on the calendar? Uh, Grain Week 23 would be, I guess, the first week of January. So, say from the second of January through to the tenth. When you look at the CN and CP uh, definitions, well, I think you phrase it pretty appropriately. Continued poor performance is a good description. Um, it's been quite remarkable, frankly, since the middle of November, how bad performance has been for both railways. Uh, of course, the middle of November is when they suffered the outages on their main lines to Vancouver. But, you know, that has, that has carried forward for the better part of two months now. So CN continues to fall lower and lower and lower. We thought we had seen, you know, the uh, worst that we could see in week 22 at 36% order fulfillment on a system basis for CN, but they managed to find a way to beat that in week 23, uh, where they only delivered uh, 32% of cars ordered by shippers. So not getting any better there. CP, I guess you could say a little bit more encouraging. Um, they managed to hit their low water mark in week 21 when they only delivered about 40% of the cars that shippers were looking for. Um, last couple of weeks, they've been a little bit better. 52%, I think, in week 22, 57% in week 23. But by no means with anybody would describe as a stellar or good performance, just relatively better than where they've been. So not good on the whole. Um, I mean, just to put this in context for, for listeners, CN has now gone eight straight weeks. That's two months where they haven't managed to supply at least 80% of the uh, cars ordered by shippers in any given week. And for CP, that number is almost equally as bad. Uh, they've gone seven straight weeks. And in both cases, they really haven't even come close. I mean, CN had one week where I think they were 79%. But apart from that, they're not even brushing up against 80%, let alone getting there. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> Um, disappointing this, this level of performance. And I think as you have said before, and I think what we've seen in the numbers is demand is very low. And so I guess the question is, you know, everything, everyone I think expected the railways to take a little while to recover from Vancouver, but is this, I mean, should we be expecting this to turn around anytime soon? Because this continues to be extremely bad considering the demand. Uh, it is, and that's the confounding part about all of this, is that um, in the midst of what is, frankly, the lowest demand seen in at least four years, and 
you know, when we knew that last year was kind of an exceptionally heavy year demand wise. Uh, but when you look at the three years prior to that, 2017 through 2019, um, which were, you know, closer to what we call historically normal, this year is 30 to 35% lower than the levels we saw over that three year period. So, you know, really low demand and the railways adjust their systems, you know, when demand is lower, they, they lay off train crews and they park cars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But even with those things considered, um, it's truly remarkable that not only A, have they fallen to the levels of performance that they've fallen to, but that they haven't been able to recover from those levels. So yes, we've had external shocks to the system. Um, you know, the Vancouver line closure was obviously a significant one, but that's been pretty much behind them for the better part of five weeks now. And yes, winter showed up, surprise, surprise, once again this year, um, seems to every year, this time of year. And we have had some, some pretty cold weather for a couple of weeks in the West, which is now trying to find its way to Eastern Canada. So, you know, performance in weeks 22 and 23, uh, the weather was cold, so not good. But by the way, that happens every year. So, you know, it makes you think that the issue now that people should be talking about is not about how bad has performance been for the last two months. I mean, it's not hard for people to know that it's been bad and you probably don't need to show shippers you know, actual metrics to convince them that it's been bad because they're living it on a daily basis. But what nobody seems to be talking about is, you know, recoverability or system resiliency, which is now becoming the critical issue. The railways have always struggled with this, seem to be really struggling with it this year. And frankly, if, if uh, you know, you believe in the changing climate environment and volatility in the weather going forward, resiliency is going to do nothing but become an even more critical issue as we go forward. So big problem. Yeah, really big problem. And, you know, partly uh, I, think, I think it will drive conversations around the transportation system going forward for sure, and especially on rail and you know, hopefully we start to see those in the, in the coming months, um, those, those wider discussions, but something we'll probably have to explore a little bit on the podcast in, in later weeks. Um, provincially, speaking of resilience, uh, seems like Prince Rupert, especially out of Alberta, continues, continues to be a problem. Anything caught your eye for the provinces? No, it, pretty much as you might expect. I mean, when performance is that poor at a system level, um, it would frankly be an anomaly if it was particularly good within an individual province. And, you know, it's, it's variable, I guess I would describe it in week 23. Um, Alberta still seeing very poor province, although by some miracle, CN actually managed to do worse in Saskatchewan in week 23 than they did in Alberta, but neither were good. Um, CN delivered 29% of cars in Alberta. 22% of cars in Saskatchewan, which is just shockingly poor. The West Coast, of course, for Alberta is the challenge. It always is. Um, and CN didn't do well uh, on a system level. Terrible, actually. 27 and 29 to Vancouver and Rupert. They were a little bit better in Alberta. Um, but still, you know, uh, not good, given that those are two of CN's top three corridors on their entire system for the movement of grain. 
Manitoba, you know, the best you could say is they got consistent performance. I mean, you could say consistently bad because at 41 and 42% order fulfillment for CNNCP, it's certainly not good, um, but consistent would be accurate. Uh, the one thing about Manitoba is, is the, the shipper demand there is continuing to decline at a fairly accelerated rate, which really is driven by, you know, the seasonal closure of the seaway and the fact that 60 to 65% of demand that comes out of Manitoba shippers uh, is headed for Thunder Bay. Um, so, you know, it's not good order fulfillment performance for sure, but it's impacting less and less volumes with every passing week. And Saskatchewan, um, as I said before, the worst performance from CM in week 23, coincidentally the best from CP in week 23 at 62%. West Coast was a killer, just like it was in uh, Alberta. Uh, CN did not manage to supply a single car um, for Saskatchewan-based shippers uh, for the Vancouver corridor, and only half the cars for Prince Rupert. CP was a little bit better going to Vancouver, you know, 76%, but still not great. So not much to, uh, to celebrate at a provincial level, much like uh, at a system level. That's zero percent to to Vancouver from Saskatchewan. That's a uh, that's a that's a pretty significant. Uh, do we often see uh, zeros goose eggs coming up here? Uh, not it's it's not something you see often for sure. It's that's certainly not the first time that we've seen it, but that's that's pretty bad. Very bad. Um, so yeah, clearly not a lot of good news. Is there anything l- looking forward uh, that that may give a bit of hope are we seeing um, backlogs uh, reduce from from previous weeks uh, anything well no I don't think in the short term um, probably the uh, best news uh, I put that in quotation marks is the at least temporary change in the weather in the west it got milder here last week uh, after some uh, very cold weather for a couple of weeks so you know, the improved weather may be a positive contributor to performance, um, certainly for Alberta shippers in week 24 and week 25, possibly. Um, but really, the problem now is that the railways have been uh, so bad for so long that there is still a significant backlog of unfilled orders coming out of week 23, that's 3,400 for the two railways combined. And it's seesawed back and forth between CM and CP over, you know, who had the majority of those over the last three to four weeks, because that number's kind of inconsistent for the last three to four weeks. But to put that in context, you know, they're carrying 3,400 orders that they didn't fill in week 23 into week 24. And when we look at the total number of cars that both railways combined have spotted in week 21, that was 2,800. And in week 22 was about 3,400. So when you're bringing as many overdue orders into the week as you've been successful in spotting cars in total in a given week, that's not a very good sign. So you add that to the demand um, the new demand for week 24, 
in normal times, that would not be huge. You know, that would be well within the railway's capacity. But given the way that they're performing this year and right now in particular, this is not a particularly good sign, I don't think, for the next couple of weeks anyway. So more struggles to come, I'm afraid to say, I think, in the coming weeks. Yeah, not uh, not great news. Well, we'll continue to watch this and we'll see everyone next week. For those of you who'd like to see the report, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye.